Hi, my name is David. And my name is Levon. Welcome to Our Weekly Bread, where we listen to the Sunday Gospel readings and learn from God's Word. We're deacons in the Armenian Apostolic Church. In each episode, we'll read the Gospel in English, then have a short discussion reflecting on how to apply God's teachings to our lives. We'll conclude by chanting the Gospel in Armenian, the language of prayer. The reading is the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 22, verses 34 through 46. The Greatest Commandment Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert of the law, tested him with a question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on to these two commandments. Whose son is the Messiah? While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, how is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord? For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply, and from that day on, no one dared ask him any more questions. So ends the reading. So in today's reading, the Pharisees ask Jesus, and they try to test him. They always try to make him say something wrong, but Jesus always ends up saying the perfect thing. And this is absolutely perfect because Jesus summarizes Christianity into one or two rules. And the question he was asked is, which is the greatest commandment of the law? And his answer is, number one, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Big stuff. If people are like, what's really Christianity about? Just follow those two. That's the crux of it. These are the two greatest commandments, uh, or the greatest commandment that commands us in scripture of what kind of life we ought to lead. And he closes by telling them all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So it's almost like saying, this is your prime rule. For lack of a better term, you know, these are your stages of matter. Everything else comes from this, which is very different from what they were teaching. At the time, they were teaching that the laws, the prophets, the rules... They were all kind of co-equally important. And because they were all co-equally important, it's impossible for anyone to follow all the rules all the time. So he's saying, well, actually, the rest of that is derivative work. This is it. It's, it's kind of like that moment when, so I love math. And I'm, you're like doing math, you're going through all of elementary school, middle school, high school, and you're like, what's this all coming to? You're learning all these rules. You're like, what's the point of this? I'm following yeah. the rules. But then you're like, oh, wow, it's because of this thing in calculus or this yeah. thing in linear algebra, like the bigger, higher stuff. Right. You're just yeah. like, whoa! And it all stems from these things. And so it's really awesome that Jesus, God, was able to say, 
this is the crux of all the things that I have brought before you. And let me just kind of elaborate on why that is. So why does God say, Jesus say, love God and love your neighbor as yourself? Why did God come in the form of Jesus Christ? To restore the connection between God and humankind. And so the closer we are to him, the closer we are to the people that we're meant to be because we're loving each other along the way. It's not a selfish journey of me trying to get closer to God or exactly. me trying to do this. We got to get closer to God. Yeah. We as a community need to grow with these principles. Love. Yep. Remember when Archdeacon George was on here? What yeah. did he say the one takeaway is from the Armenian Church Divine Liturgy? Love. Yeah. That's what this has been always about from the very beginning and even in the end. And we hear John 3.16 quoted a lot. Yes. For God so loved the world. Mm -hmm. But what does John 3.17 say? Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn it. Mm -hmm. It's all tied together. You've probably heard me talk a lot about the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law. Yes. So here's the spirit of the law, right? Yeah. Whatever other guidelines, rules, whatever it is that you want to call it that you live by, if they're not consistent with loving God and loving, and I'm going to broaden this because Jesus talks more about it later, love one another is the way that he phrases it to his apostles, but if we don't love God, if we don't love one another, what's it all for? And the other interesting thing is that, actually not really interesting, central especially to early Christianity, and I would actually argue to the Armenian church, is that our faith is viewed in a community context. Yes. This isn't just about self-salvation. Christianity is not just about whether or not you or I get to go to heaven. This is almost saying and without going into what Jesus says later about being in the kingdom of heaven and, mm -hmm. you know, there are many rooms in my father's house, but without going into that, everything hinges on this. He doesn't tell the Pharisees that it's about heaven. He tells them it's about love. Yeah. You mentioned John 3.16. There's something I want to mention briefly on that. It's for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, they shall not perish and have eternal life. That is the summary of Christianity in a verse. What we just read today, the greatest commandment, love God and love your neighbor as yourself, is the foundational principle surrounding the summary of Christianity, if you will. But I want to modify John 3.16 briefly, just as an exercise. Instead of for saying God so loved the world, Someone told me, they say, for God so loved Levon yeah. that he gave his one and only son that if Levon believes in him, they shall not perish and yeah. have eternal life. Make it personal. God yeah. is trying to have that relationship with you. For God so loved David, for God so loved whoever. Read that verse and insert your name and it gives it more meaning to you. But I will caution, it's about loving God, right? It's yeah. not about you. It's about us. It's about Jesus. That's what it's all for. To go a step further, it, it is about loving God. It is about loving one another. But at the same time, we're just reciprocating God's love. To take the next sort of logical step, mm -hmm. we're just reciprocating God's love. Mm -hmm. God loves us. Yes, God loves the world. But like you said, God loves us individually. And so by doing his will, a.k.a. loving one another, mm -hmm. that's how we show God that we not just believe in him, but love him back. Mm -hmm. And you've often heard of the golden rule. This is where this comes from. This is kind of it. Treat others yeah. the way you want to be treated. 
the world just universally becomes better. Your relationships become mm-hmm. better. Everything about this principle just makes the world good. And like you said, it's not about, oh, look at me doing good. It's that we're channeling the spirit that God gave us to yeah. do those good things. We're kind of the arbiter or the ambassador of all these good things that we yeah. have the ability to do. The best way that I can describe it, I can't help myself but to be patient, be kind to people, and be loving towards other people, and generous of spirit. That means that when something's going great, I tend to share with people that something is going great. Mm-hmm. You know, when something is going bad, I tend to share. I'm sharing. I share myself with mm-hmm. people. And people have asked me, you know, well, why do you do that? You know, people don't reciprocate. And the best way that I can describe it is my heart feels overfilled with God's love. And I can't help but to share that. It just comes out of me. You know, and I think that sharing God's love is sharing our lives with people. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't view Christianity as like a solo act, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. It's very much a community context. It is about community, right? God is our Father, and we're all God's children. Mm-hmm. Does God, without even getting to God, would any dad want their kids to be fighting and nasty to each other? No. 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 What do you think, Levon, the takeaway is that we can try to apply this week? Yeah, okay, we know the rules. We know the greatest commandment is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But how can we apply that just just this week as we try to bring it into our whole life? So love your neighbor means, David, you live in a house with other people. I, I live in a house with other people. If somebody's having a hard day, they might need counsel, a hug, a hamburger. Yeah. We're not talking about grand gestures here. No. We're talking about all of the small things that go into loving somebody, mm-hmm. listening to somebody when they're talking to you about the really hard day that they had, you know, lending them an ear, feeding the homeless, calling your aunt, calling your mom mm-hmm. who doesn't get to see you all the time. These are all small things and God wants us to do all the small things that actually show our love to one another. Mm-hmm. What's your take? Well, it's tricky because people are like, okay, yeah, I can love God and I can love our neighbor, but like, well, I got to worry about my job right now and all of these things, or I need to worry about getting into this school or studying for this exam, or I have all of these other things that are distracting me from listening to my friends, to buying the hamburger, to, oh, I... I just don't have time to go go swing to McDonald's and feed the homeless man that I see on my commute. All of these excuses. But I would say that, look, if you do love God first, the things that you worry about will be dealt with, will be overcome even, because God is first place, first and center. So if you're saying, oh, I can't do all these things with your time, if you really love someone, you make the time. Just think about dating. If you're like, you really had the hots for somebody, or you really had the spark with someone, and you're like, oh, I'm going to push all of this aside to make sure I have time for them. Why don't we do that with God? We don't. That, that's the sad thing. Same thing when it comes to expressing that love with other people. Why don't I just keep food in the car and have it at the ready when I'm not ready 
to take the time to go to the store. One. Two, let me check in with those people who are my coworkers, my friends, because they're part of my life and I see them daily and I'm not trying to get anything in return. But it's about building lasting relationship. Likewise, we should be doing the same thing in prayer with God. It's so interesting. We're trying to figure out our life problems. I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. I'm worried about this. I'm anxious about this and all of it. But if we just have God at the center of it, the rest just flows out of you. Like you were talking about. That's God's love flowing out of you. And that only magnetizes good. And so the best thing I can say right now to leave off this week, just start doing the small stuff. Whatever that phone call is, uh, whoever that person that you feel like you need to connect to and haven't in a while, someone who needs food, remind people that you love them and tell them why. Tell them what you see in them. Having the patience and tolerance to know that the storms in your life are just temporary. Know that things do get better, but it's okay when they're not because God is with you through all of it. One of the things that you just mentioned, we talk about all these things that we have that are impediments. We always make excuses for why we can't show our love for other people. And like I said, we're not talking about romantic love. We're talking Mm. about like calling somebody who we know wants to hear from us. Right. Giving someone a meal, right? Mm. We're not talking about buying somebody a house and a yacht. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells the apostles not to worry. He always says. He always says not to worry. He says, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? And why do you worry about clothes? Do you see how the flowers of a field grow? They don't labor or spin. Not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, won't he much more clothe you? I think it's really easy for you and I sitting here in a room recording a podcast to say that. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I would say that this has not led me astray. Mm. I have never looked back ruefully or wistfully about some piece of myself, some time, whatever it is that I've given to another human being. Mm. You know, I grew up with my grandmother saying, whatever you keep to yourself is lost forever, and what you give to others is yours to keep. So the whole purpose of us receiving God's love Mm -hmm. is to give it to other people. It's not just about us. And my faith is not about me trying to get into heaven. It's about being that channel. Like I said, my cup is overflowing, so Mm -hmm. I can't help but distribute presently, not to climb this ladder to get into heaven. You can bring that joy and that experience wherever you go. And I think that God gives us many opportunities to show our love for each other, right? He puts people in our lives who need our love Mm -hmm. in small ways and also in big ways. And it's our job to be paying attention to God and listening to God and to actually follow up and do. We don't believe in an abstract faith. Jesus being on this earth, Jesus dying on the cross, Jesus being resurrected, Jesus performing all of those miracles, feeding all of those people, the apostles' works, those were all concrete things. And so we can't believe in a theoretical God mm-hmm. or a conceptual God. And the same with love. And I know that you're close with Betty Ephraim and 
one of his mantras is like you have to roll up your sleeves you have to do yes. the work you have to get your yes. hands dirty be the hands god did concrete things for us and he's asking for us to do whatever is in our power to do mm-hmm. and those are concrete things and there's one more i think i know what you're going to say i think you're going to talk about the verse where jesus says in God feeds the birds. Do you think you will not be exactly, yeah. cared for? It's interesting because he's saying, I'm here for you. I know I made the grass and the birds and all of these things, but I'm here for you. Wow. Exactly. What what made us so special? It's truly miraculous, that kind of love. Um, and the next part of the reading is he asks the Pharisees, mm-hmm. what do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They reply, the son of David, because that's what it says in the scripture. In the scripture. But then he says, If that's the case, how does David call the Messiah Lord? How can you call your son Lord? Jesus is telling us who he is. He's He's telling the Pharisees who he is. It's up to them to believe. Just like every day there are many opportunities throughout the day for us to profess our faith by what we do. Tying this back to the first portion of the reading about loving your neighbor, Mm -hmm. what that means to love your neighbor. Jesus is the one who is going to be sacrificed. And so it behooves us to follow that up with concrete acts of faith. Right. And I don't mean putting up three crosses in your front lawn. I mean, deeds show, don't tell. Because when Jesus is talking to the apostles later, he says, do this so that people will know who sent you. Love one another. Mm-hmm. That's the command that he tells them to do. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. I'm sure probably a lot of people will have noticed the thread. I feel like we talk about this every week. We talk about this every week because it is so central to our faith. And it's the foundational pillar. These are the greatest commandments. John 3.16 is the summary. We started with the Ten Commandments before Jesus' time. It all comes together in this moment, in this reading. And now, Lori will read the Gospel in Armenian. Vores Mateosi. Yer parizetsi nerelesetsin te Jesus lerutian madnets satugetsinere irarkoviegan. Yev anonsme mega portselov hartsutsanor. Vartabed, vorme amenam meds badbiram orenkin mech. Jesus savanor, sire der astvazet polor sirdovet. Polor hokiovet ye polor metkovet. Meds ye arachin badvirama aise. Ye grotnal anor namangese, sire ingerit ku ansit bes. Polor orenke ye markarenere, gahum unin aisir gu badviraneren. Parisetsinere ye pavakfadzin, hisus harsutsanons. Inch kohorik Christosi masin, voru vortine. Badas hanetsinanor taviti. Hisus savanons, isk inchbes tavit hokiov nershen schwaz sein der gekoche, yevgese. Der sav im diroch. Neste im ach kohmes, minchevor tishnamit, tenem vorbes badvatam vodgerutag. Uremeniete tavit sein der gekoche, in spes anor vortingela. Vochvok gerzav anor badasan medal. 
և այդ օրենը սկսյալ ոչ մեկը գհամարցակեր անոր ո եւ պանհարցնը The word of God. Oh.